You are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. What's going on, guys? This is Lidor Dayan, and what an amazing episode I have for you today. So the guest that I have for you today is very, very special. I really believe that all of you can learn so much from this amazing soul that I want to share with you today. Her name is Angela Rockwood. She's a push girl, actress, model, creator, and producer of the Push Girls. And is also, she's also a motivational speaker and a life coach, philanthropist, artist, and innovator. So as you can see, she's doing a lot of stuff. So just in short, Angela became paralyzed in an automobile accident a few years ago at 2001. And that accident made her paralyzed from her neck down. At that point, Angela had to make a decision. I'm either going to be a victim in my life I'm going to use that and empower myself and other people that is in the same that are in the same position as me. So Angela believed that life is a gift, and what we do with our life is our gift back. After her injury, she has chosen not to focus on the negative, but instead to be a positive example for others and those in the disability community. I believe we can all learn so much from this amazing, beautiful soul that it is not the events that shape and direct our path in life. It's in the moments of our decisions. We all have the ability to take charge of our emotions and by that making better and much more empowering decisions. So please, let me welcome, without further ado, Angela Rockwood. I remember I opened my eyes and I was like looking at the ceiling and it was like deja vu. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't move anything from the neck down. I was like, this is a dream, what's going on? But the funny thing is, as I was sitting there examining the ceiling, it doesn't matter who you are, that we're all human beings, we're all of this earth, we're all the same. We might look different in everything, but deep down inside, we all have this soul, this essence, this spirit, this drive, that we can attain anything that we desire in our life, to be unstoppable and to connect with that and to give that back to the world. And so I want people to be inspired by that and to to use that for it to spark something within within them so that they can lead their life and what they want to lead is so they can be happy when they go. Welcome, Angela, to the Mind Body Podcast. Uh, until uh, you know, it's been so much time since we actually did this interview. So I welcome you to the Mind Body Podcast. It's good to have you here. Lador, Lador, thank you so much for having me. Hi, everyone. I'm Angela Rockwood, and I'm so grateful to be here. Okay. To share my story with all of you. So uh, before we start, uh, some people might don't know your name and who you are and uh, what you do. So if you can uh, please introduce yourself in a brief five minutes. So my name is Angela Rockwood and 
For those of you who can't see me, I am uh, paralyzed from the neck down. I was in a car accident 17 years ago, one week before 9-11, and it had shattered my C4, C5 vertebrae, and it rendered me a quadriplegic complete. But uh, the doctors said that I had 3 to 5% chance of moving or feeling anything from the neck down, and that didn't ruin my spirit or my energy, and I picked up my life. I pushed forward and I never looked back. So today I'm an actress, a model, a TV producer, an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, a one-on-one -on -one coach, and I do so much more and I just take on the world on my wheels. That's amazing. And it was like you said it like that in, in less than five minutes, but it's really amazing and inspiring. So if we can just like go a little bit back before all this accident happened, what kind of a person Angela were before all of that happened? So before my car accident, I was that woman that was going around doing four to five things at once. I was very driven. I was an overachiever. I was a martial artist. I was a runner, an athlete. I was an adrenaline freak. I used to race motorcycles. I just loved life. I was very spiritual in a sense of uh, I had just came into my my body as a woman and embrace myself at 25 and then right before my car accident I had met my soulmate my best friend and I got engaged I bought a new house my life was practically perfect we uh, were just getting ready to plan our wedding and that's when my car accident happened mm -hmm. and and what happens at that moment what what do you think what's going into your mind during the car accident yes so this is going to sound crazy, Lenore, but when I was 17, I had a premonition that I was going to be in a horrific car accident. And this car accident that paralyzed me a year prior to it, I was in a bad car accident. So when people have that little voice like speaking to you, like telling you not to do this, to do that, you have to listen to it. Because that day when I got into my accident, my little voice in my head was telling me to make sure I put my seatbelt on. And a lot of people get in the backseat of a car and they don't put their seatbelt on. I mean, if they're driving or in a passenger seat, yeah, they put their seatbelt on. But so I was like, I was very aware to put my seatbelt on. So to make a long story short, we stopped once for gas and once for snacks. And I was with two of my bridesmaids. My girlfriend was driving and my other girlfriend was in the passenger seat. And I was in the backseat of the car. So I was taking a nap and I had woken up from the nap I unfastened my seatbelt because I wanted to get to the center to get closer to my girlfriends because they were talking and the story was getting juicy. So, you know, you're like a woman wanting to get into the story. And we were driving, uh, coming back from San Francisco, coming to Los Angeles. As we were going around this turn, my girlfriend lost control of the car. She drifted to the side and she hit the little bumps. She tried to correct the car. It fishtailed, it started fishtailing violently. So I got back in my seat, but I did not put my seatbelt on. I put my head down to pray, and I was like trying to brace myself. Because you know, you think you're strong, and you can hold yourself in place. And then once the car spun around, the back of the car hit the side of the mountain. And that's what pushed me forward, and the top of my head hit the back of the seat. So instantly, my C4, C5 vertebrae was shattered, and then my spinal cord was severed. So I was instantly paralyzed. When the car flipped four or five times, 
I was catapulted out of the little triangle window, not rectangle, the triangle window. So I busted through that. I flew like 35 feet in the air. I landed on the left side of my head. I bled to death, saw the white light. I came back. And then when I woke up in the hospital, I remember I opened my eyes and I was like looking at the ceiling and it was like deja vu. I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't move anything from the neck down. And I was on morphine and I'm like watching the whole 9-11 thing going on, like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I thought I like died and went to purgatory. I was like, this is a dream, what's going on? But the funny thing is, as I was sitting there examining the ceiling, it was so familiar. It's something so familiar about being in that room. And that voice again started to talk to me and tell me some things. I got a vision. So basically, after I received this vision, I told my father he needed to go to a Barnes & Noble, which is like a bookstore, and get a journal. And my father sat by my bedside, and he wrote word for word what my vision was. And I can tell you that I'm living it till this day. And what was the vision? Oh my gosh, if I get the diary out right now. So basically the vision, I already knew instantly when I woke up in the, from the hospital. When I woke up in this paralyzed body, I knew it was for a reason. I knew that this was the big bang that I've been waiting for in my life, to do something positive to make a difference. I knew that I was going to be this vessel to move forward and to be a voice for those out there that didn't have a voice. And I knew that what I was going to go through on my journey, I was going to be able to share it with others, that you could persevere and be unstoppable. And I started to see what I was going to create with it. I saw um, many things. One, I saw my, my ex-husband's career. I saw where he was going to go with it. I saw what I was going to do with my life. I saw my show. I saw just, just the many people that I was going to affect because of the situation that I was in. I can't really go into detail. The only way I can go into detail is to read the journal, but I know some of it you want to keep personal, but the bottom line, I just knew that this was my calling, that the reason why I was still alive, because I've died five times and I've come back. This time that I had got paralyzed was the fourth time. And then four and a half, almost five years ago, I, got, I, I passed away. Not passed away, but I had passed, crossed over, and then came back. So I do know now that my mission here is not done, and I know that I'm here for a reason. And so now, you know, people go out and they live their life, and they have their dreams, their aspirations, and their goals. But for me, it's not about my life anymore. It's about why I'm here and why I'm this vessel and what I do. It's, it's amazing. It's like uh, subconsciously you, you actually knew that something is going to to happen or like uh, that you have a calling in life and you just didn't really know how to connect the dots yet but after this uh, I know if to call it accident or a miracle for you but uh, it just like automatically connected everything and you knew your purpose you knew your vision you knew why you were actually born yes you hit the nail on the head I don't know if you saw the movie Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis But that was me when I was a little girl. And like you said, ever since I was a little girl, I knew deep down inside that I had this certain strength. And I knew I had certain gifts and everything. And even when I left home at 17 years of age, I went out into the world because I wanted to be 
a certain light. I wanted to be an example. And so when this happened, because I know myself so well, I know I could have went down a dark path. And if I picked that dark road, nobody would have been able to bring me back. So I knew that the, at that split second, I had to make a choice to go down the positive path. And like you said, people come into this world and they know, some people are like, oh, I want to be a singer when I grow up, or oh, I want to be a firefighter, or oh, I'm going to be a model. Like some people just know that. And for me, I just feel like you said, you feel it inside. You know you have this calling. You know you have this purpose. And you connect the dots. You trust it. You have the faith. And you move forward. You don't exactly know how big it's going to be or how much of an impact you can make. But you know that you are this vessel and you're facilitating this specific energy to give back. And so that's the one thing that you know and you can trust that. And you just go with the flow of it. And what would you tell like people that uh, actually been in accident, uh, that's in a wheelchair, but uh, see things a little bit different? So they look at you and say, ah, maybe she have a strong mindset. I don't know. She, she's very strong minded, but I'm not like that. Why God gave this to me? Why all of this happened to me from uh, 10 million people, trillion people? This happened to me. Now I'm paralyzed. And they see, they give a, a different meaning to what happened. So... How would you, what, how would you talk to them? Okay, well, so first of all, I would tell you that, uh, Lador, that anybody can have a strong mindset. It's like, it's like a muscle. Like when you work out, you're working that muscle over and over and over and over to strengthen it. So with your mind, it's the same way. When you realize how powerful you are mentally and you understand that the mind controls everything, whether you are, I say to a lot of people, you know, unbeknownst to many people in the world, They have a disability and they don't even know it. It's called fear. Fear paralyzes a lot of people. Here I am, I'm paralyzed from the neck down. I cannot move. If you lay me on a bed, I cannot sit up, I cannot roll over. But in my mind, I'm a very fearless woman. I don't have many fears, you know, but um, what I could say to people out there is, I wasn't always like this. You know, my life, I had to go through my struggles. I had to go through my obstacles. I was molested when I was a little girl. I was raped when I was 17. I was in, in and out of bad relationships, whether it was emotionally or physically. But it wasn't until at maybe the age of 23, 24, I finally said, no, that's enough. I'm not going to abuse myself anymore. I'm not going to let people abuse me. I'm going to take control of my life, who I am as a person. And at that moment, when you start to realize that you have the ability to strengthen your mind and to connect with something within yourself, it's a certain magic. It's an essence that we all have. We all have it. That's why we're here living on this earth because we're, we're evolving to be the most powerful individual that we can be. So for all the people out there that look at me, you know, people look, oh, she's rich or, oh, she has this or, oh, they all have their assumption of what they think, but I struggle just like everybody. I get up every day relying on others to get me where I am today of being this quote-unquote independent woman in a wheelchair. And the thing is, it's not easy. It's not easy at, at all. I might make it look easy, but if I can do it, you can do it. And like you said, they might sit there and compare and think, oh, well, she has it easy. No, I don't have it easy. I just know within my mind that I am stubborn. And, uh, you know, I, I, I accept, you know, some people say, oh, you're stubborn or it's not, you know, or you're strong-minded or whatever. But I'm a woman that 
I will not be defeated and I'm unstoppable. And I know with the patience and the understanding that I can get through anything, that's all it takes. That's all it takes and anybody can do that. It's just a matter of going within yourself and really connecting to that and understanding that you are that powerful. Do you think like most people just try to avoid a lot of pain in their life then their uh, uh, actual muscle, mental muscle is really weak because they always try to avoid stuff. But uh, just like you said, you've been through some stuff in your life. That do you think it's critical to use pain, to use challenges that we have in our life in order to develop that mental muscle to get stronger when uh, the, the things get tougher? Yes, I agree with you 100% there. I feel that, you know, even when I was 14 and I was in a bad relationship and the ex-boyfriend punched me so hard in my eye, he cracked to my skull. And, you know, for me, it's like at that moment, I thought to myself, like, wow, what the hell? Like, why is this happening to me? You know, you're 14 years old and you're thinking, but something inside was like, you know what? No, this is going to make me stronger, you know? And so any time, any time in my life right now, any obstacle, any difficult situation pops up, you know, I take a moment and I'm like, okay, okay, I got this. And I realize, I look at an obstacle as the challenge. And I say, okay, I know how powerful I am. I know how patient I am. So the one thing you have to remember is that not everything is permanent. It's only temporary. And the thing is, we're placed into these struggles or these challenges because we have the decision to make whether we want to go that positive path and evolve or if we're going to go down that negative path and be the victim. And as human beings, we all have this certain amount of energy. We all have the same amount of energy. And it's a choice that we have to make. Do you want to waste your energy on going down that negative path? Or are you going to use it for goodness and check in within yourself and say, you know what, I got this. It's going to take a while, but I think I have it. And if you have a support system around you, like friends and family, that's also a good thing for you to get through those hard times. Yes, yes, you totally, I totally agree with you and I'm a, a film believer, I'm a, a student of success and all the stuff that uh, you're sharing right now is a lot of uh, inner dialogue that we have, right? Because many people just go into automatic pilot when it goes, that they go into inside and they automatically react to their emotions. Whatever happens in their life, they automatically react. So what you're saying, you're sharing like uh, your inner dialogue is I'm a strong woman, I'm unstoppable. You talk to yourself in a positive way and uh, you make sure that you control the mind and you don't let your emotions control you, which is really, really crucial for many, many people to understand because most of us just live in automatic pilot. Because like you said, Lador, I've been there. I've been there in those dark places, you know, I've tried to commit suicide and you know, I, I like, well, I'm not kidding. I grew up very, I was like the black sheep of the family. I had a very dark upbringing, you know, I was like that hard rocker, heavy metal girl. And just the person you see now is not the person who was like many, many, many years ago. And the change happened when I was about 16 and a half years old. My, my grandfather had passed away and he wasn't even my biological grandfather. He was a man that loved me enough and gave me and showed me love. And, my, you know, my grandmother had married him. But what had happened was he had passed away. And when he passed away, at that moment, I thought, oh, my gosh. You know, at the moment, I cursed God in the sense of, how dare you take him away from me? You know, whatever you want to believe in, Allah, Buddha, God, that higher power. 
I just thought, how dare you take him away from me? I couldn't thank him, this, that, tell him how much I loved him. And then it hit me. I realized, you know, I forgave and I said, wow, life really is short. It truly is short. It can be taken away within a split second. And it's up to us to change ourselves and to live a positive life. And I'm not saying from that moment when I was 17, I was fully positive all the way through because I did go through my ups and downs. I did hit my obstacles. I was modeling. I went through bulimia. You know, my boyfriend cheated on me. You know, I wanted to kill myself. Just all these crazy things that a normal human being would go through. But the thing that I could tell you is when you're in those dark moments, yes, I remember those dark moments. That's the thing, you know, when you're sitting there looking in the mirror, beating yourself up, saying, oh, my thighs are not firm enough, or oh, I don't have that six pack, or it's just that inner dialogue of you just being negative. I remember those moments. I remember them because I used to journalize and the things that I would say to myself in these journals they're negative. They were negative. They were dark and they were not doing anything for my life. And so because I spent right before I became powerful at the age of 25, I spent three months, a good dark period of three months. And I made that choice to go there because right before I was going to get into the industry, I knew I had to go within myself and to recheck who I was as a woman and to erase all those bad recordings that I, I probably heard from parents or friends or whatever. And I had to go in and to make sure I just pulled all those skeletons out of the closet and just reprogram myself. And so when you go in and you do that, it's going to be ugly because a lot of demons and all kinds of stuff are going to come out and it's going to be a dark, dark place. But once you are drained out of your mind and you're exhausted, and you can't do it anymore, you don't ever want to go back there. I don't want to go down that negative path because I know who that person is. I'm afraid of that person. And that's why I made the choice to go down the positive path and to be who I am today. Because I don't need to go back to that dark Angela that I once was many, 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 many years ago. And that's not because I'm a bad person. It's just because you go through those dark periods and you don't know, you don't have a beacon or a supporter or a guide or anything and so sometimes you have to be your own your own cheerleader or or whatnot and so you know it was it was a metamorphosis it was a transformation so one thing i know for sure is i always had a very strong spirit very strong within so it's a choice of do i want to take that strength and put it to evil or give that strength and put it to goodness and so i i make the choice to go towards the light and put it to goodness that's that's amazing and you as a woman you are very beautiful either outside and inside and there are so many women out there that always try to seek for outsource validation they use materialistic things they use botox stuff like that uh, in order to feel they are pretty enough right so what would you suggest to those women that have a little bit issue with uh, uh, their looks or they don't love themselves enough Wow, uh, I can tell you, I think this stems like when I was a little girl, you know, you hear, you hear the compliment of, oh, you're so pretty, or oh, you're beautiful, oh, you're pretty, oh, you're pretty. And already at a young age, I thought to myself, why are they just looking at me on the outside? Why are they just saying I'm pretty? I don't want to hear that I'm pretty. I want to hear them say that I'm intelligent, 
I'm smart, I'm sweet, I'm loving. As a little girl, I already knew that I didn't want to hear I'm pretty because I kept hearing it or, oh, you're cute or whatever. I didn't want to hear what was on the outside. And of course, I went through my transition of being this tomboy. I mean, you see me as, as a girl. I look like a girl woman. I love makeup and fashion, all that. But deep down inside, I'm a biggest tomboy. Like, I'm like a guy. So the thing is, what I could tell women out there is that you're going to go through your periods of darkness as of just trying to accept yourself. And you're going to probably try to compare yourself to other women and everything like that. But the thing that you have to keep in mind is you were made specifically unique. You are different and everything about you, whether, however what you're made, if you have like, you know, big thighs or you're a little overweight or you're very thin, whatever. Some girls are gonna sit there and compare themselves to what they see in magazines. But the thing is, we're all different. We're all unique for a reason. And the one thing I could say is, especially because I jumped into modeling at 17 years of age and I went through a transformation where at that time waif models were the big thing and I was not a waif model like right now I'm skinny but I had a very voluptuous body and I had to try to make myself very very thin and I went through this period of fighting with myself trying to figure out I wasn't good enough or am I good enough or you know does my boyfriend like this does he like that but at the end of the day, after learning everything, what I can tell you, Lador, that I could tell all the women out there is, once I started to look at myself and truly love myself and what I was, I started to see my difference, not as a bad thing, but I started to embrace it as a good thing because that's what makes me different. My broad shoulders, some guys would say, oh, you look like, you know, look, look like a guy or you look like a swimmer, but that's what makes me look different. That's why I look different from other girls or, oh, you know, you got to take what is different and unique and embrace it and then move forward with that. Yeah, you're so right about that because uh, I I honestly, like, I was like that as well. Like, why I have red beard, for example, I didn't like it, okay? Or I have accent and everybody's laughing about my accent. But then, like, ah, oh, I can... your accent is so cute, Yes, though. especially when women you, always, always said it's your... very sexy, attractive. Oh my gosh! So now I'm using this and like, oh, this is this is my best tool, right? So exactly. No, when you sent the message, I said, wow, listen to his accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like like you said, embracing those things that we think it's not good about us because most people in today's world they always compare each other. Right, like I just uh, posted a, a video on my YouTube channel in Hebrew, and I told them like uh, you can't accept yourself or love yourself if you all the time you're judging yourself and you sh always compare yourself with other people, and that's something I used to do a lot. Like oh, I'm not successful enough, I'm not a millionaire, and th this guy is. So the more we compare ourselves with other people, the the less we love ourselves, the less we want to do more in our life because. It's, it's a fight, it's a, a daily fight, we always do. So, uh, I have another question for you. What uh, would be the legacy that you would like to live long after you won't be here in this world? Oh, I love that. You're speaking my language now. Because I always tell people to leave their legacy. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting, I've never had... I always tell people to do what they love and to leave a legacy. For me, I mean, I'm doing it right now. 
I'm, I'm, I'm basically doing it right now. I am living my life for others and to show all the people out there in the world that you're here for a reason and we all have our calling. And for me, my legacy, oh my gosh, Lenora, that's so crazy. I've never had anyone ask me this. All I know is that when people think about me, when all my friends, the people that I'm able, that were able or have that moment to come across my path and meet you, I want to leave a feeling. And you know, we can't take anything with us, but it's all a matter of what we can leave for others. What, what the sensation or the spark or that energy inside of what they're going to feel inside when we think of you. And so for me, when I'm gone, I want all my friends and everyone inside to feel that somehow I ignited something. I set a spark within them to either wake up and do what they love in their life or to realize that they are a good person or for them to remember my energy of positivity and love that I give to them and to the world. But the biggest thing I could say for individuals, if they don't know me and they just watch me or whatever, whatever, is to just show them that it doesn't matter who you are, that we're all human beings, we're all on this earth, we're all the same, we might look different and everything, but deep down inside we all have this soul, this essence, this spirit, this drive, that we can attain anything that we desire in our life to be unstoppable and to connect with that and to give that back to the world. And so I want people to be inspired by that and to to use that and for it to spark something within within them so that they can lead their life the way they want to lead it so they can be happy before they go. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And and uh, it's it's really like you you got me touched because uh, it's really amazing uh, to bring leaders like you to that I hear this is why I pick like people that I know that's going to be a good example of a leader because at the end of the day when I ask this question about living a legacy it, it all comes down to serving to be a, a person of serve a person that did something to to more to others and he didn't live his life just for himself he lived a, a, a much much higher life with a big mission or he want to make an impact he want to do uh, something that will last uh, even when when he is not here or she and this is what legacy is all about i remember i heard this uh, good quote that says uh, legacy is planting seeds in a garden you will never see which is really, really nice and uh, it's totally true about uh, living a legacy. So uh, that's, I, I want to thank you so much for having this uh, uh, interview with me and uh, I believe many, many people uh, can really uh, take your story as, as a big uh, either inspiration, example, uh, a human example of the capacity of our mentality because just like uh, people in Auschwitz that uh, were, uh, you know, the Jewish people and some people that overcame this find a better meaning from this experience. It's just show us all of the capacity of us as human beings that no matter what we go into our life, 
it's all a matter of the meaning that we give to things because once we change a meaning we can change our entire life and therefore we shape a different direction and destiny in our life so uh, thank you very very much for uh, being in my podcast <laughs> no thank you for having me Lador I really appreciate it it was an honor where can, where can we find you doing. of course I'm happy what you're doing and leaving your legacy behind thank you And, and where can we find you so people can know uh, where they find you? Um, everybody can find me on Instagram at the real Angela Rockwood and on Facebook Angela Rockwood and Twitter Angela Rockwood. Awesome, awesome. I will also put the links uh, under the podcast so everybody can go to your page and uh, check everything. So thanks again. Thank you. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for one, Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three. subscribe don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes Spotify SoundCloud or if you're visual like me then just search the mind body podcast on YouTube and number four train others because just like I always says leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together and by training others you're training yourself so this is the fast factor remember it Facebook and Act, subscribe and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site. at lidodayan.com Till then, never, ever forget to smile. See you soon.